Tom Bernard Show with Joe Cocazello, Mike Adelovich, JB, Melissa Kirk, Andy Brad Bernard, Cassie Schrader. We'll be back in two minutes with Joe. By the way, Andy said you mispronounced your name. It's going to be Cocazello. You've got to use your hands. Yeah, yeah. Cocazello. <laughs> we'll be right back with Joe right after this Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive is a Minnesota family-owned business. It started in the 50s. It's grown by leaps and bounds, especially in the past few years, and they now have 23 dealerships spread across two states. The Walzer way includes upfront, no-haggle pricing on every single new and used vehicle they sell. If you change your mind, no problem. Check out Walzer's three-day return and 30-day exchange policy. I'm a customer, my family are customers, and many of my friends have bought cars from them. The Walzer way is really different, and I know you'll be pleasantly surprised. For great deals on new or used Acura, Audi, Buick, BMW, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, GMC, Honda, Hyundai, Jaguar, Jeep, Land Rover, Lexus, Mazda, Mercedes, Mini, Nissan, Porsche, Ram, Subaru, or Toyota, go to walzer.com, Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Though it's hard for us to whisper. We're in a tarnal. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Cocazella. <laughs> is here. Uh, but anyway, uh, but so is Edlovich. So how many gila you can hit? Uh, it's Italy traveling season. Italy, tra- Italy traveling season. Yeah. That's Last nice. year, this time, I probably would have been in Italy, and now I'm stuck here with the comedy club. Well, so. I mean, Italian and Jewish, that's New York City, so. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Like some New York City. There's Italians in New York City. The melting pot. It all works out in the end, that's all I know. So, tonight, tomorrow night, Royal yep. Comedy Theater, 8 o'clock tonight, 8 o'clock tomorrow night. Super fun. I, I love that club. Got everybody. Todd Glass was just raving about your green room. It's the best green room in the world. Yeah, I, I was <laughs> like, thanks. Place? That's not going to yes. get anyone to the show, though. <laughs> it's, uh, it is the nicest green room I've ever seen. 
It'll get people yeah. to the show because they don't want to be some. No, then they want to. After the show, they want to go down to the green room. <laughs> well, yeah, that's and the we're problem. like, okay, what that are you holding? Oh, you're holding the right stuff. Okay, <laughs> come on down. Come on down. But I think it's very cool. There's a fireplace. Is there ever a fire in it? Uh, we have tried to turn the fireplace on a few times, uh, and then of course Michael is like, "What are you doing? Do you know how much energy that's gonna wait?" It's God. <laughs> no, weren't you there at the time with like Darlene and yeah, you guys turned really it on? And I came down. And I was like, "What's going on?" And you guys were like, "I don't know why it's so hot down here." And they're all sweating. <laughs> what fire going? It's a tiny like four hundred square foot room, and they got a giant fireplace roaring. <laughs> all of the all of the energy it's going to burn. Settle down, muttle. <laughs> God, it's an exciting weekend in Hopkins, though. I'm here for the Hopkins Raspberry Report. You know, it's a festival. So well, after Joe's show, you can go to the fireworks. That was last weekend. No, no, it's this weekend, too. Oh, it is? Yeah. Two weeks? I appeared, I appeared, I appeared yeah, last two I, weekends and the week in between. The parade's on Sunday. I ran right by your club uh, when the running of the Bulls. Oh, you did the running of the Bulls? I, the I was the Bulls, there at 2 yeah. o'clock and then didn't wait around. God, I, I, I keep bringing this up because it was shocking. This is true. Yeah. So uh, I get a call from the lawyers at the company. They said, are you taking part in some festivity today or something? <laughs> or the running of the Bulls? Or are you grabbing people's <laughs> the ribbons over here? I said, yeah. He goes, well, you can go to the festivity, and that's great, but don't touch anyone. <laughs> Seriously, they don't want you even touching people, men or women. What? Like patting you on the back, they don't want that anymore. Don't touch anybody. You're allowed to shake hands to But how are you supposed God. to stop people? Weren't you on roller skates with bullhorns? No roller and... skates. I did have bullhorns, though. Oh, you no, did I have bullhorns? Devil, I had devil horns. I didn't have bullhorns. Uh, I had devil horns. So you had to grab their flag, right? Which I did not do. <laughs> Because, oh, you were one of the bulls. Yeah, I was. Uh, so here's the problem. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the lawyer said, basically, you're going to grab, because they hang off the back of their belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't and they're gonna grab say, you, You're going to say, he he, you know, he pretended to grab for the flag, but he grabbed my butt. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, and they said, don't, you're not doing it. You can't touch anybody. <laughs> If, only, if only a certain senator had the same advice. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> hey, when you're taking a photo, don't touch them with the photo. God, <laughs> don't don't stand next to them. No, it's true. It's a different world now. I can imagine the, the lawyer's office. Hey, did you call Tom? Tell me he's not supposed to touch anybody. Like, uh, no, I didn't. Did you? Did you call? Did you, him? No, you, I, we forgot. Got phone. <laughs> hey, Tom's in jail. Hey, Joe, if you do any photos tonight, I'm going to shout out. Stop touching. Yeah, no touching. It's no touching. Stand in the distance and take a nice photo. It does make sense, though. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to grab a ribbon off someone's backside. You're going to touch them. You're going to touch them. I'm surprised we're even doing the ribbon grabbing by the backside. Everyone yeah. just got to hold their ribbons. I know. Yes. Yeah, so here's the ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. well, Come and get it. Well, how do you say it? Is it Henry Cavill or Cavill? How do you say it? Henry Cavill. Cavill. Is it Cavill? The actor? Yeah. yeah. He he actually said he said you know I'm I'm very nervous about saying saying anything to any woman now that I just meet and you know I want to get to know this woman because uh, th- doesn't matter what I say they're going to think I'm a rapist mm-hmm. and people went after him like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> Oh just for my. saying that. You can't even say that you don't want to yeah. say something anymore. Yeah, I don't want to say it because I don't want to say it because this is going to happen to me if I say it, and it happened to him anyway. So we'll have people saying that they don't want to say that they don't want to say that uh, they can't say anything. Yeah, that, that was a big choke <laughs> on his part. It's best just not to talk. Yeah, mm-hmm. See what happens true. when he played Jesus. Yeah, that's right. He played uh, Jesus. Passion. Sh- oh, he was in the Wait, Passion? Wait, what? Yeah, I thought that I was thought Jim Caviezel. Oh, is that Jim Caviezel? Yeah, it's Jim Caviezel. Oh, yeah. same. Well, it sounds similar. <laughs> yeah, Cavill and Caviezel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was Austin Butler Incorporated. Jesus. 
What? I thought Mel Gibson played Jesus. That was a no, different movie. No, he's the director. Oh, he's the director of the He just thinks he's Jesus. I mean, I, yeah. I totally watched it, of course. <laughs> you know, unless the movie's called The Jews Next Door, you're not going. Hey, if it wasn't done by Mel Brooks, I'm not going. <laughs> well, I don't blame you for that because Mel yeah. Brooks was a genius. Honestly, these are the 15 commandments. Ten commandments. <laughs> Everyone loves that. I that love is Mel. Very, very funny. But every Jewish kid likes the oh, they were playing ping pong with my balls. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true. I, I, see, I like that whole thing. That's that's the whole thing about the comedy business because there are Italians and Jews and Irish people. I love that because it's mostly like an ethnic thing, isn't it? I mean, most comedians. We just had Langston in. Uh, it just, I, I just seems to me that you have to come from a specific group of people in order to be funny. Like, humor in Jewish families is a huge thing. When I grew up in North Minneapolis, the sure. Jewish families were funny as hell. They just were. But uh, I've uh, been watching the latest episodes of Comedians in Cars Getting yeah, Coffee. Yeah. And Jerry was talking with somebody. Uh, it was, uh, it was uh, Tracy Morgan. That's the only one I saw. Yeah. And you know, if Jerry he, Seinfeld had a sense of humor, he would have spelled comedians, cars, and coffee with a K. <laughs> <laughs> the KKK show, yeah, that'd be good. He, uh, <laughs> Jewish boy. He claims he doesn't think that comedy comes from uh, pain. He doesn't. He doesn't. It doesn't Jerry for a lot. It doesn't for everyone, obviously. Well, I suppose not for everybody. Yeah. I don't know, it, but it seems to me that. The funniest stuff does come from pain. I'm sorry. It's just obvious. That well, whole deal can with Jerry, you know, pain's a little different. Isn't he still claiming he's autistic? So Is right, he Jerry? really? Still? Didn't he claim that? Right? Yeah, he did. At yeah, one yeah. time? So then maybe pain's different to him mentally? Yes. Your, my pain See? is much better than your pain. <laughs> it's one of those deals. Is Jerry Seinfeld's autistic? That's what he said. He's on the spectrum. He's on the spectrum or something. But he the, said that. Like, the spectrum is very broad. Yeah. It is yeah. extremely broad. It, can, it yeah, goes anywhere from... all fit in the yeah. area somewhere. It goes from uncomfortable in social situations to, like, unable to speak. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, I don't really think those are the same thing. He should do the Autistic Billionaires Club. He'd be the, <laughs> no, only, like, the only member. Oh, no, he would not. He goes, oh, no, he would not. Zuckerberg, for sure. Yeah, Zuckerberg's oh, definitely, he's yeah. definitely yeah. autistic. Yeah, he definitely is. They, oh, by the way, they shut down a bunch of uh, fake Twitter accounts, I see, and the yeah. number one victim of it was Twitter. <laughs> they shut down all these fake accounts, like millions and of them. And they lost yeah. money because of it? They had the most fake Twitter accounts. Wow. Twitter, oh, Twitter had the did. most fake Twitter accounts. Isn't that as fans of Twitter? I'm so confused. I, uh, me well, too, believe me. You had um, <laughs> the uh, star of the Golden State Warriors... Um, um, Steph Curry? Not Steph Curry, the other one. Uh, the one that came over. Kevin Durant. Durant, thank oh, you. Oh, Kevin Durant, yeah. He had three fake Twitter he account- did? accounts. But didn't he just that, have that, one that was like, you know, so he could comment on stuff that people were saying about him without right. commenting on Right, and that's what I'm on... saying. Yeah, he had those type he of did? accounts so yeah, he could come back cool. at people without people but, knowing but it was him. Up. Oh, he did? He accidentally tweeted from uh, his... Uh-oh. you got to be really I think he careful. accidentally tweeted from his account that Whoops. he was... When he was just trying to come back at somebody oh, for no. saying something about right. him. Not a good plan. Well, and then Not you had plan. the general manager of the 76ers, and he had... 
there were five accounts supposedly tied to him, and he was saying uh, personal and private and confidential stuff about his players, and they were going to fire him over it. Come to find oh, out, it wasn't him. Oh God! It was his wife. Oh, <laughs> no. So he stepped down oh, after, after they, because they actually launched an investigation because he's like, I didn't one know. of these are mine and you, yeah. those, I really didn't go after players and His whatnot. Wife. And they found out as they nice. dug deeper and deeper and deeper. She didn't, good. she didn't like basketball. So she yeah, just wanted to, yeah. you know, she was like trying to keep so herself she busy. She basically was tweeting bedroom information. And he, she was? <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, you know, Don't then he was probably that. saying to her in the bedroom, like, I can't believe such and such is doing <laughs> oh, this. Oh, my God. Or this guy's got to have an operation for that. And, you know, and it's like she's... Are they going to break up? Well, that's the... That's I, mean, I don't what know if everybody, I can trust that woman ever oh, again. That's what everybody's wondering now. How is that marriage going to hang? Yeah, how is it going to last? Because I, how he can't trust her. That's terrible. Yeah, it's, what's his name? Brian D. Uh, Calangelo? His uh, yeah. his dad used to uh, run USA Basketball and also oh, used right, to yeah. own the uh, uh, Phoenix Suns, Jerry mm-hmm. Ca- uh, Colangelo. But yeah, he <laughs> they got tied to his wife. <laughs> hey, I got to tell you something. I heard something two days ago that I haven't heard in years, and it came flooding back. JB, what's that? You might be the only person in the room who knows what I'm talking about. Somebody actually said, "I got to leave out of your house." I haven't heard that in years. I gotta leave out, leave out of your out of house. Yeah. I have. When's the last time you heard somebody say, "I gotta leave out your house"? That's been a while. It's phenomenal. It's an it's inner city. It is an inner city thing. Leave out of your That's house. That's just like people out. asking, "Hey, you got a solid quarter?" You got a solid quarter. <laughs> did, did you reply back? Make sure you close the screen door. Yeah, make sure you close up all the doors, please. I actually asked that one day at here at the podcast. Anybody got a solid quarter? And everybody looked at me like. What? And Tom, the only one who understood what I was asking. <laughs> it's a different world now, man. Yeah. But I got to leave out of your house. I haven't heard that since I was probably a teenager. It's been that long since I've heard it. It's wonderful. Well, you know, you, the Italians got their own deal, <laughs> oh, too. Yeah. Now. Oh, yeah. Let's we, not kid we, ourselves. We say a lot of horrible. Not mispronounced, horrible. Someone's we great. mispronounce the things that are just easy. It's. But How it's, about that judge down in Miami? Nice Italian boy. I didn't hear about this. Block your ears, JB. <laughs> he he refers to black people as moolies. In the courtroom. He goes, oh, that's what I've always called my whole life. It's not derogatory. It's just what that's their name. It's mm-hmm. not derogatory? The way it apparently is. Yeah. I, I would think eggplant is rather derogatory. <laughs> but uh, judge, he, this judge, he's a big Italian guy, and he would call people moolies. Oh, like, that what? would be just like people in my neighborhood would wouldn't think that Dago Hill in St. Yeah. Louis. Yeah, that's no, right. That's right. No, it's true. Dago Hill in St. Louis. I could get down on some Dago Hill. I'm... Yeah, that's some good food <laughs> there. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> you think the world's getting too tight ass now? Oh my God, yes. It's just terrible. Oh, it is the worst. It, I, how, <laughs> it, our jobs. You yeah, just talking yeah, is now a, you can't talk anymore. No, you can't talk anymore. One of my favorite things was you know that Star Tribune had this big article about uh, Christian churches are all shutting down because nobody's going to them and they have no attendance at any of the. And one of the comments was, and I am not exaggerating this at all. They said, you know, I have to be honest with you. I, I don't like Christians. I don't like the way they think, and I don't like the way they act. And I, you know. 
I try to defend these churches, but they're Christian, and I just don't like churches that have the Christian faith in them. I don't like Christians. I wish those people would learn how to just love everybody. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> that, that's a great quote. Actually, the truth. You're a piece of junk, and I hate you, but why don't you learn to love everybody? <laughs> what? Oh, I mean, that's your argument. Okay. That's... I hate you because you don't love everyone. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's pretty much the point they were trying to make. It's like, oh, God. But that article had 850 comments last time I looked. Well, that's a... All Christians. All, all, all papers, Christians. Yeah. They should oh. all do comment bait. They should. Yeah. The only problem they're going to have. I'm tweeting about churches right now. If they're going to start <laughs> shutting down the Christian churches, you as a Jew are screwed. Because yeah, because it kills a lot of writing jobs. Absolutely. What are you going to do? I mean, you cannot get rid of Catholics because they're kind of the bridge between Jews and, and Protestants. So you got to have Catholics. They're how we get into neighborhoods. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Catholics are the only ones that believe in the Old and New Testament. Well, plus Hispanics are overwhelmingly Catholic. So. But they don't act like it. No, it's not. I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not going don't. anywhere. Yeah. No, they're not. No, it's absolutely Yeah, true. Israel needs those churches. I, oh yeah, the churches I don't I don't understand. I can't wrap my head around the the mega churches. Oh, I know. Yeah. What? What? You really? You're gonna go to church and you're gonna sit like the cheap seats at, at a Knicks game? Like <laughs> yeah, that's you right. can't even see yeah. the. That's true. Sometimes they're in like the basement with a screen. Right. It's not even yeah. the real guy. It's like a uh, screen. I went it's to a stadium oh. one. Oh, there was enough donuts for everyone. That's what it is. We gotta donate more to this church. We gotta get out of the screen room. One couple of months a couple of months ago was saying that he needed Uh yeah, a new jet. jet. Yeah. Right. A new oh yeah, he wanted to need a new God he already says, had four of them. Right. God says oh. I need a new jet or whatever. He already had four jets and he needed a new one. Yep. Well, isn't Billy Graham the originator of that? Uh, of having a huge church? One of the first. No. Right? But not, well, not the originator, you're right. But he, like, yeah. he got to stadiums. That's, that's the aim. we got to take a break. Be right back in a couple of minutes. Joe Cocazella's in, or Cocazella. I didn't know you were African. All of a sudden I became, yeah. It was rather interesting. Anyway, we'll be right back more with Joey C. How about that? Joey C. All right, back, Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I'd been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it's as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it because I have a pretty big melon, pretty big head, and my pillow will prop it right up. I can get my neck aligned and I sleep very well because of it. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for my listeners. My pillow is offering buy one my pillow and get another absolutely free. Don't delay. Order now. This offer expires August 1st. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the my pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800 516 5146. Use the promo code TOM or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code TOM. Call 1-800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. If you are a homeowner, you do not want to miss this free event. We are hosting a free seller workshop where we are going to teach you how to net between thirty dollars to $60,000 more on your home sale. Plus, we are going to share our proven systems that will instantly put the control back in your corner. Guarantee yourself the results you deserve when it comes time to sell your house. 
Our exclusive workshop will be sold out shortly, so call now to secure your free ticket by calling 763-401-SOLD or by visiting sellerworkshop.com. This free seller workshop will be held the week of August 6th. The last workshop sold out very fast, so hurry and call Chris Lindahl Real Estate today to save your free ticket. So call now, 763-401-SOLD or visit sellerworkshop.com for times, locations, and to secure your free ticket. Okay, you know how it works. Uh, I don't promote people that aren't the real deal or don't do the right thing. This is not a bare-bones situation at all. And the best part is it's free. By the way, my left hand looks really weird, I know, but I'm only doing it to support the mic stand. I just realized like, that looks really odd. That, but... As long as you keep it stationary. Yeah, it's like, it's, we're not on yeah. video anymore. Yeah, would... you know. Are you me tooing yourself, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> as long as you don't have anyone in here secretly videotaping, I think you're fine. Yeah, among yeah, the many things true. that broke is the video. It All did. of a sudden... We have an HDCP problem, and I have no idea. Oh, I think we might yeah. need to get a new capture card. Oh, I'm really? not sure. Well, whatever So works. it could be a while till we have video again. Why? Oh, well, why sweet. don't we just get a new capture card? Because I need to contact the capture card people and say, can I enable this? And, you know, if mm. I can't, then we have to buy a new one, et cetera, et cetera. Why would that take more than an hour? Because you never know how long they're going to take to do their job. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that now. The people, here's your job. Yeah, well, I'll get around. Yeah. Contact them and <laughs> your four, job. Four days that's later, awesome. you hear back about yeah. So JB, you were saying what? Um, there's a young man that works in the athletic department. He works in commu- in athletic communications. He was actually my roommate for two years. Oh wow! As he was an intern, my roommate on the road with softball. We oh, would, yeah, we yeah. would share yeah, a room, okay. and he's getting into comedy. So he's been doing open mics around the cities. Uh, his name is Ryan Tibbetts, and he goes, "Hey, this happened to me the other night. Me, I'm going to write a, a joke based on a snake guy. <laughs> me at an open mic. Wow, the crowd is hot tonight. This is going to be fun. Me watching the guy before me bomb and kill the move. <laughs> oh, <laughs> heckler." Crowd goes silent on my new joke. Um, the heckler screamed. That made no sense. <laughs> Me. Oh, God. Well, that's my time. That's my time. Well, that's my time. We're pretty strict about time at Royal Comedy <laughs> Open Mike. I got a red light that lights up the whole room. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. It's like, get... I wrote on the note this week, I said, everyone's three minutes, get the of off the stage, and then someone fixed it for me. Get the of? Yeah, I guess I missed an F. Ah, you kind of did. Get of the stage. Get off the stage. So I wrote him back. I said, hey, I know the owner of that place. Uh, hang in there. He'll give you yeah. extra stage time. I said, no, I said, hang in there. That happens to all comedy. Yeah. At yeah. some point. That's a moment when you're new in comedy, like, it's please like this thing. And so with it's yeah, silence yeah. and then boy, it's the worst to have like smart hecklers. Like that made no sense. Like is like oh a, like God. what do you say from that? Where do you go from like a, they yeah, just, it did. Huh? we just watched the, I think the seventh episode of the uh, first season of marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's a great show, but she bombs huge. Yeah. And it's really uncomfortable. Even watching the TV show is really <laughs> uncomfortable. It's like, oh, God, that's a horrible joke. 
and a guy stands up, and the guy from the crowd is funnier than she is. Oh, that's the- oh God, it was painful. It was up. You don't come back from that. Why do people... No, I don't think you do. And she quit the business, I don't know, in episode eight, if she comes back, I'm assuming. But she actually quits the business because the guy was funnier than she was. The heckler. It was something about... Uh, he had the Uno and he had the dose, then he did something else, and there was no trace. I don't know, it was something... Trace, get it? Right. Know. I heard that worked with our presidents in heckling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah replaced him with a heckle. Eh, whatever works. That's all I know. <laughs> I uh, our crowds more more vocal now than they've ever been. <clears throat> Just didn't hear it much in the past. Yeah, they're they're less polite. Yeah, less polite. Right. That's a good way to put. They it. They feel like they. I don't know it. Like they feel like oh well you know what I I have two cents and I'm gonna put it out. Yeah. I think yeah. it's Facebook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Facebook kind of ruined everything. Yeah, Twitter and Facebook. It's like com- everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's got two cents. They yeah. got a comment. Oh. Hey, boop, boop, boop. Well, not to mention in the past, if you heckle, they could take you out and break your neck and no one would care. <laughs> I'd like that. Now you can't touch him or that's, else you go to jail. That's funny. We came up with a new slogan this week. Hopkins, no one's watching. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's watching, no one's watching, whatever. See, but I think it might have started with the decline of the newspaper. Because yeah, maybe. you used to read the newspaper on the toilet. Now, <laughs> now you got the Facebook, and you've got you're like, oh yeah, well fuck you, like. Blah, blah, what are you ninety? <laughs> you've got the Facebook. <laughs> the Facebook. What the Facebook. No, I think you're right though. It's everybody's got a voice now, and they abuse the hell out of it. I don't yeah. understand. Really, what I really don't like is, like I said, I, at Bomby T, you're in a. Yeah, Use your real name. Don't be using some fake name. I mean, seriously, it's just so obnoxious. I like telling people, F you. This is Tom Bernard. This is me. Tom Bernard wants you to know. <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. That's exactly right. This is me. That's exactly right. Yeah, I, I just, that whole, you know, the courage they get from the, the I don't know, well, digital I, courage. I had from something happen to me the other day where... I was just looking at Twitter on my phone, and I drilled into a tweet. And I know I hit, hit dead center. Uh-oh. And because I, I opened it, it retweeted it automatically. Ooh, that's not good. And I just went, okay. I don't know if that ever supposed to happen. Was something nasty? No, it was... It was uh, <laughs> some... hey, Picture. Hey, white people, just because. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Like, Uh-oh. Hey, white people, just because I'm at a. It was, let me pull it up. Yeah, we want to hear it now. I want you to get your own TV show called Hey, White People. Yeah. That'd be phenomenal. Hey, white people. There is a that show starts with Hey, White People. That. Did yeah. you hear that somebody called in a noise complaint of Bill Cosby's birthday party? <laughs> they called Recently? in a noise yeah, like two days ago. At the jail? Where's his birthday party? No, it's at his house. Hey, he's so old, they're not going to send him to prison. They're just going to put him oh, on house arrest. Oh, man, there goes all my jokes. I had like a whole five minutes on Bill Cosby in prison. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I really did. Hey, no, I no, like, no, I want to go no, to that no, prison. No. I want to go to that prison because it's going to be a great show every night because the prisoners are going to be like, you're getting up on stage, Bill. <laughs> yeah, tonight's the night, pal. Yeah, Again. I would like the 1985 album. Here it is. White people, stop calling the cops. 
on every innocent black person just trying to mow mow a lawn. JB retweeted. Sell lemonade or enjoy a public pool. What an accident. Wait, what was that? What, what are they supposed to do? <laughs> so No, it says stop calling cops on every innocent black person just trying to mow a lawn. Sell lemonade or enjoy a public pool why Thou should not be racist why are they selling a lemonade <laughs> i don't know we have alicia on the phone oh, alicia's on the phone how are you doing alicia no um i have the this is the operator i'm oh, gonna go ahead okay. and place you on with alicia now okay great thank we you well have alicia on the phone <laughs> i hope it's the same person she's doing the voice <laughs> <laughs> one moment i'll place you in now okay thank you that's she, fantastic. I hope she's using an old school switchboard. The conference is now being recorded. Well, oh. <laughs> I better behave, man. You are connected with Alicia Dennis. Thank you very much, Alicia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing extremely well. The, the operator was very pleasant. I want you to know that. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, she was very, That's very important. Pleasant. I think. Yeah, you know, you know, Alicia, I got to tell you, I didn't like the operator at all. Yeah, you don't want to do that. You're absolutely <laughs> right. You want to be, be nice. People, oh, make... all about, we're all about truth and journalism. So just you know, tell us the truth. You know, I got to tell you something, Alicia. Alicia Dennis, with us, ladies and gentlemen. People Magazine investigates crimes of fashion. Well, I'm screwed. I just, uh, <laughs> I'm here to tell you, Alicia. I got major problems. I'm, I'm not exactly a. Uh, uh, fashion, but although I do like Gucci, so that's good, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, we're looking at this in a completely different way than you would think that People Magazine would be looking at a crime of fashion. This actually has to do with murder, greed, dark secrets, that kind of thing. Well, I'll tell you something, Alicia. First of all, I love Investigation Discovery. It's a great channel. It, I did, we were just talking yesterday to Tony. Uh, Tony Harris was on yesterday. Um, from Investigation Discovery. I, I, I love it. It's a, so tell me, okay, so People Magazine investigates crimes of fashion. Maurizio Gucci, the former head of the iconic fashion house, had just, has just sold his shares in the company, divorced his wife with a new love of his life. I love that. You know, Alicia, I, I got to tell you, whenever I see the new love of his life, so you had other loves of your life, mm -hmm. but this is the new love of my life. <laughs> I can like yeah, that. that's the latest love of his life. Yeah, I guess so. Sometimes I guess people are lucky and have a few of those in a lifetime. But yeah, for him, he he left the Gucci empire not without a lot of turmoil and a lot of backbiting, you know, some ruthless business dealings. But he was embarking on a new chapter. He was launching some casino operations around the time uh, that he was killed and it was a beautiful spring morning when a hitman showed up at his office, and it was shocking to everyone until the police began to see that there were just so many suspects involved, so many people that had a reason to want him dead. That is that it cold. took over two years for them to figure it out, you know? I understand. I should warn you, by the way, Alicia Dennis, that uh, in studio with this is Joey Cocosello, so, you know, we got to... We got to kind of skirt the issue here with the Italians. It was this hitman thing. Hitman. <laughs> hitman. Oh, was this against Italians? So, Alicia, there were that many people that wanted Maurizio Gucci dead. 
Really? Well, you know, there was a lot going on within the Gucci empire. A lot of money, a lot of struggle for power. At one point, there were 18 lawsuits and countersuits going on between the warring factions of the Gucci family. And there were reports about these not only being, you know, arguments that were verbal, they would become physical at some point. So, of course, the police look, usually when there's a murder, they look to those closest to you, those people that, you know, you know and love the best. And so there were a lot of people within the family that had a reason to be upset at him in the way that he had wrested control away from the company, as well as he had an ex-wife, loved being Mrs. Gucci. She loved being the center of attention. All of a sudden, she wasn't that anymore. When she found out that he was shot, she said she was very, very happy about it because all of her problems were gone. And this is what she was saying in public. So the police really had a lot to look through and a lot of people to look at to figure out exactly what had occurred. Okay, so where was he when he was murdered? He was walking into his office. He had just left his um, apartment a few blocks away. He was in Milan in his office building, and uh, as he was going up the stairs, a professional killer uh, came behind him and um, fatally shot him several times. Also tried to kill the doorman so that there wouldn't be a witness there, but the doorman survived. And it it was um, something that still, even though there was a witness, it still, you know, took a long time to unravel it all. Now, Joey, as a Sicilian man yourself, how, how long does it take to set up a murder like this? <laughs> well, you don't want to do a willy-nilly. You want no, to really uh, get all your ducks in a row. No, and that's true. I just... They only had to shoot one witness. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, Alicia, it's, i got to believe... This is not that easy a thing to do, to just, okay, we're going to go. Because the Gucci family, as you said, I, I mean, I don't know how much the family's worth, but, I mean, my God, how many generations of Gucci now have, have been in the fashion business? Tons of generations, right? Uh- yeah, tons of generations. And now, you know, when, when uh, Maurizio Gucci was murdered, uh, the company was worth about $550 million. Um, now... Uh, the it's valued at nearly fifteen billion dollars. Right, so right. it's a name that has been associated with great wealth and luxury for a long time. Well, you know that five hundred fifty million was just the shoes that I bought. I'm not. <laughs> I I love Gucci shoes. They Gucci had the best men's shoes when I was in my twenties. Just phenomenal, beautiful, beautifully crafted shoes. I mean, it was a great company, don't you think? Or maybe still is. Yeah, still is. Definitely is. And, you know, a lot of what Maurizio was doing where he was trying to turn it around and make it, you know, back to the luxury brand that it was mm-hmm. initially, he, he was able to do before he lost control of the company. Um, and then everything that's been done since then just solidified and, and grew that brand. It's, it's a very popular brand. Now, how, how long ago was this that, that Maurizio Gucci was killed? He was killed on the morning of March 27th in 1995. 19, oh, so it has been that. So, okay. Because I do remember it when happened. it happened. It was, a, it was a huge story when it happened. Um, so how many, just offhand, how many people do you think wanted him dead from the, from the investigations oh, wow. you've done? I, I think that you could look at a dozen, probably a dozen. <laughs> That's not and, good. At least. And um, it was interesting because, you know, we interviewed uh, Mullen's public prosecutor. He's in this episode. He's in the show. 
Carlo Nocerino, and he said, you know, they were really looking into a lot of the new business dealings that Maurizio Gucci was involved in oh, with yeah. a lot of casino operations and the possibility that something could be happening with those associates. He was trying to set up a casino in Switzerland. Uh, so they, you know, were just looking all throughout his business contacts as well as deep into his family. It is amazing. Alicia, I have to take a very quick break, but we'll be back just very, very quickly. That's okay with you? Of course. Thank you. We'll be right back. Alicia Dennis with us. Investigation Discovery. We're talking Maurizio Gucci. Unbelievable. Yeah. Pause, right that, pause that recording. Yes, there you go. <laughs> pause your recording, Alicia. We'll be right back in just a couple of minutes. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority is also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call Roger or Eddie right now, 651-748-4477, or visit them online at drivewithpriority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Let's talk about good things. Does your car work? You got a roof over your head? You got kids, parents, a spouse who loves you, or a mate? These are the good things you have because you live in America, the country that has more immigration than any other nation on Earth. You have these things because the U.S. military stands at a wall and protects you from any person or thing that would take them away from you. The entire volunteer military that stands at the ready just in case. The greatest fighting force ever known on planet Earth. Every person serving in our military is ready to lay down their life for your freedom. And all too often, they do. I'm the executive director of the Gold Star Ride Foundation, an organization set up to do just one thing. Take care of families left behind when one of our brave fighters loses their life for you. We're riding motorcycles throughout the country to achieve this purpose, and you can help. Go to goldstarride.org and make a donation or learn where we are so you can come and ride with us. It's a small thing we do. It was a huge thing that they did. Goldstarride.org. That's goldstarride.org. Make a donation today. I did. What is this, oh, the music you got murdered to? Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett. Antonio de Benedetto, his real name, by the way. Did you know that? Benedetto? That is much Benedetto. more Italian. Yeah. yeah, they had to whiten it up. <laughs> they had to whiten it up. That's nice. Alicia Dennis with us. People Magazine investigates crimes of fashion uh, Monday, July 16th. God, July 16th right upon us here, Alicia. Yeah, it's coming right around the corner. You're going to have to, you know, set your DVR or just make no plans for that time. Well, it's 8 o'clock Central, so, you know, I can stay up till till 9. <laughs> it's not going to be a problem. There you go. But I, seriously, I'm very serious about this. I love investigation discovery. While we're at break, Alicia, everybody in this building, and there are, you know, seven people in here, why would a guy whose company is worth $550 million, why would he be alone with a doorman anyway? Why? Well, you know, he felt safe. This was this was a path that he took every day. It was, uh, you know, he was never seemingly in danger before. 
uh, this was a very exclusive part of Milan and didn't think that there was anything wrong with that. And it's, it's interesting that you ask that because it's very close to the same kind of scenario that you see in another one of our episodes, The Murder of Gianni Versace. Oh, yeah. Where he, the yeah. same, is walking down the street. This man who is in charge of an incredible empire, incredibly famous and wealthy, and a serial killer is able to kill him right in front of his mansion. And by the way, he was from Minnesota. The guy who killed him was from Minnesota. Really? Yeah. Really? Not oh. Wisconsin, huh? No, no, yeah, not Wisconsin. There you go. Yeah, he for some reason went on this tear and started killing people. First, he killed his roommate. Isn't that right, mm-hmm. Alicia? Well, he, he, yeah, he was definitely on a murder spree. He killed yeah. um, someone that he knew, and then a friend of that person that he knew, and then some random strangers. Wow. Uh, the FBI was looking for him. It was a huge manhunt when he killed Versace. That's why I got to be honest with you, Alicia. I'm I'm glad he either didn't know about this show or like this show. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Honestly, God, thank God, going up. I'm going to go kill him. I think. Um, but but seriously, Alicia, it doesn't make any sense to me. You're you're that wealthy. You're that well known. Your name is iconic. Why wouldn't? Don't hey, look. If you and I ever meet in, in you know face to face, Alicia, don't take it personally when I ask you to taste something before I eat it. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Why wouldn't you have a Well, you know, taste? I think that what happened in the cases of, of these these icons were, was that they wanted some sense of normalcy in their life. Yeah. Um, with Versace, I mean, yeah. he was surrounded by bodyguards and security people almost all the time. But when he was in Miami, he felt like, okay, I'm home. Everybody treats me normally here. I can walk down to the cafe and grab a coffee, grab some magazines by myself, and have this little slice of being just like everyone else. And really, he'd had no reason to think otherwise whenever he was there. Yeah. And. You know, it it was just not the kind of scenario where he felt afraid because he'd never had any reason to. And sadly, you know, he, he crossed paths with an incredibly dangerous guy in Andrew Kananen. Yeah, there, no question about it. That was just such a bizarre situation. I, I understand how you don't want to be followed around your whole life. You want some time alone. But I just don't think if you're that famous and that wealthy, you can do it any longer. I just don't think you can do that any longer. I mean, it's just... Yeah, I think you could be right. You know, and he... This was in 1997. He would not... People wouldn't recognize him always oh, yeah. when he walked around, you know, and so he. I think he just felt maybe a little bit uh, safe when he shouldn't have, you know, a false sense of security in some way. Would you have... If you're Maurizio Gucci, you had no idea that 12 people hated your guts? I mean, how would you not know that? I think that he was used to the passion and the hate that was going on within the family. You know, there were some business meetings that they had where people would argue about, well, we're going to tape this this meeting, and then somebody would throw a punch, and the next thing you know, stitches would be involved. And so I think he was used to that. He, he saw that as, as just being part of doing business, and certainly, you know, he was ruthless in his business dealings. But other than, than that, I don't think he felt like it would ever get to the level of, of murder, obviously, right? Um, so he just, he, he just felt like it it was okay. And he was also not involved in the Gucci empire anymore. Yeah. Uh, his life had settled down some, he was moving on with it and looking at his next, um, 
his next business venture. And this just kind of was, well, obviously it was unexpected and something that he wasn't preparing for. Otherwise he would have had security around him. Yeah. It makes total sense. But how many loves of his life did he have? Uh, just these two, to oh, my knowledge. Okay. Um, you know, he hmm. met his first wife, uh, Patricia, when he was very young. He was in his twenties. It was love at first sight. They did a lot of growing up together. Uh, lived in New York together, had an incredibly fabulous life. He bought um, the largest wooden sailing yacht for her, spent $7 million restoring it. Um, he, You know, they really did have this passionate love affair. But as he matured and grew older and she kind of wanted to still have control over him and control over the Gucci business and name, they grew apart. He reportedly left her by sending an assistant to go tell her that he was not coming back oh. from his latest business meeting. Oh. So this was not something that went over well with her. And, no. you know, she was very angry and um, spent a lot of time telling anybody who would listen how much she wanted him dead. That is amazing. Oh, by the way, since you brought up Patrizia and Maurizio, for the rest of this interview, I'm going to call you Alicia. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. That's no, no, it just, we sit back as, you know, normal human beings and we watch all the goings on and these people making all this money and all these people hate them. And then they, yeah, sending, sending, uh, I don't know what you do. And a per, another person to go and tell you, you know what, uh, Mauricio said to tell you, I don't love you anymore. Well, that, that that's was, a bad idea. That was before the days of texting, though. Yeah, that's right. He could have texted her. That's right. In person. (laughs) Oh my God! Do we see, Alicia? At your job, you must see tons of these kinds of things. You were talking about Versace. We're talking about Gucci. Is this a fairly common situation where these people maybe don't treat other human beings like human beings, and and people end up hating them for it? Well, certainly, I think that happens all not only in crime stories, but every yeah. single day, um, in all kinds of walks of life. But certainly, crimes of fashion, the, the episodes that we're doing had to do with people having a certain level of, of passion and obsession about these different people. And so, yeah, I think that you see that a lot. And um, usually people don't take it to the level of actual murder. But the people that do are pretty often either in the pages of People Magazine crime section or in investigation discovery. Yeah, well, absolutely. Now, since you you know, you know work in the field in which you work, do you think social media is causing more problems? Or can people vent on social media and then not end up killing you? Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, I think... The criminal mind is a very dangerous and yeah. twisted and unique place. And so for some individuals, I think the social media, the abilities that they have to interact and to become even more obsessed with a particular individual can trigger something in, in those people. And then there's others that, you know, social media was never an aspect of the reason that led them to murder. So it's a very case-by-case basis. Well, the reason I ask you that is I do a morning show as well. I do the afternoon show, and then I do a morning show as well. And there's a page, uh, I think it's on on Facebook, 
uh, the I Hate Tom Bernard page. That's what it's called. Wait, really? Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. How are we not following? Yeah, how are you, not, how are you guys not on that? We're all following it now. But, Alicia, I'm telling you, it, how different people are now. So somebody told me about this I Hate Tom Bernard page. So I went on the morning show and said, I just want to thank all you people that go on the I Hate Tom Bernard page because at least you care about the show. Yeah, oh, for sure. And it really made them really <laughs> angry. Man, I bet. They got very angry that I did. But it's true, though. If, if you love it or if you hate it, at least you care about it. That's half your money right yeah. there. It is. It's definitely true. And, you know, we find that in all the different aspects of people's lives that we cover at People Magazine. There are some people that... Um, you know, the audience might not love, might not like very much, but mm-hmm. they really want to read about them. Oh, yeah. They really want to know everything that they can know about that person's life, whether they love them or hate them. Yeah. So, it, it's better to be, you know, hated than ignored, right? I mean, yeah. Theoretically. I mean, you always had the shiny sheet in Palm Beach, and you always had the, the columnists in New York or whatever. But People Magazine kind of took it to a national thing, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, we have been covering crime since the magazine started. It was really the idea Mm -hmm. of covering, you know, ordinary people doing extraordinary things, extraordinary people doing ordinary things, that kind of idea. But we've gotten further and further into doing these investigations where we have several shows on investigation discovery where Mm -hmm. we're delving into some of these um, some of these cases in a completely new way, and it's been very interesting for our group of journalists. A lot of them worked a lot of years in crime, they have a lot of sourcing in that, and to be able to now bring these stories to TV has been has been a really interesting experience. I heard that if things go well, you might, uh, at a People Magazine Investigation uh, Discovery Channel, I heard you might move on from people other than Italians. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Other ethnicities kill people too. Yes, they do. <laughs> Which, by the way, I, I just assume everyone's a murderer unless I get to know you. You know what yeah, I mean? It's I understand like, that. I, I understand. You're that. a murderer. Okay, I trust you. Uh, Alicia, I don't what's know it? many Jewish murderers? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, you. Uh, I mean, we got all hit for the first one, but after that, yeah. Alicia, do you, all of you killed Christ. Does this affect your, the first one? Does this affect your daily life? Working on the things you work on. Do you sometimes get exhausted by all this? Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think that everybody that's in our section had, definitely has to try to shake this off and not take it home. I think a lot of times, though, you have a moment of being grateful yeah. for yep. what you have, you know, whatever's going on in your life. So far, no one in my family has tried to kill me that I know of. <laughs> you know, these kinds of moments so that you can walk away and go, well, I'm grateful for that part of my life. Um, and, but in all seriousness, yeah, a lot of times this is really this is really dark, and yeah. we're working with a lot of survivors of um, you know victims' families, people that are still heartbroken about this. And we we're glad that we're giving them a chance to share their story. But a lot of times it can really it can really hang around and and cause you to be a little dark yourself. Yeah, I could see that absolutely happening because. Uh, I mean, if you're completely focused on this kind of thing, it's like, oh, my God, do I even want to be around other human beings? <laughs> you know, I could see that. Absolutely. Alicia, you're a great guest. I, 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 whenever you have shows coming up, please come back on because you do a great interview. Where, where can we watch your show? It's on Investigation Discovery. It is on Monday, July 16th. It is at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. And Investigation Discovery is a great channel anyway. Seriously, you'd like you'd really. No, like I mean it. like Hulu, Facebook. Oh, you mean follow where, where Alicia? I, where, can I, where can I watch the show? 
Oh, yeah, you can definitely you know, Amazon, go on to investigations Netflix, website. You can type in the information oh, about crimes and fashion, okay. and you'll be able to see it there. You can go to people.com. We've got several stories about the different episodes we're doing. And if you pick up the magazine this week, we actually have Hitman in the House of Gucci, which is a story about this case. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. I did you a weird thing. All different ways that you can, you can find it. I did a weird thing. I bought a television. It was really unusual to watch an investigation discovery on television. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Alicia, you're the best. we got to have you back on again. All right? I'd love that. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Alicia Dennis, ladies and gentlemen. People Magazine investigates crimes of fashion. It premieres next Monday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central on Investigation Discovery. Joe, you're Italian. Have you ever murdered anyone? I have not murdered anyone, but I do. I know what she's kind of talking about, though. I know what she's kind of talking about, though, with like having to deal with all of this death and like all of these like really hard stories. Because one day I, oh, bin- yeah. I binged watch, uh, I binged watch. Uh, Forensic Files. I watched too oh, many yeah. episodes oh, God, of Forensic Files, and now I was like, I, uh, I didn't trust any. <laughs> I don't want to do that, man. That's going to ruin your life. <laughs> it would. You know, that investigation, Forensic Files, all of it. If you watch, but I think to tell you the truth, I watch it, and we we were talking about this. I watch it to try to explain the things that I've seen happen in my life. You know, people dying. My uncles got murdered. You know, you trying to figure out why were they murdered. So you learn, you do learn. Your uncle's got murdered. New business interests, apparently. Yeah. Apparently, uh, my uncle Augie had a new love of his life. Uh, (laughs) Was this fourth? Oh God! What? She was a great interview. She did a hell of an interview. Yeah, she was fun. But what was with the operator? That, that was, was very strange. They teed it up, man. People magazine? Good... Yeah, we I guess because yeah, we never had an operator before. They yeah. probably Yeah, I, everything. I've seen that. Yeah. I used to work in a uh, Jewish law firm downtown. Minneapolis. <laughs> Not to be named. <laughs> What's that? Was it was it Cohen, Cohen and Cohen? No, it was Maslin, <laughs> Borman and Brand. Oh yeah, I know that. Oh. And they, Brand was um, the non-Jew of the situation. <laughs> Brand was a non-Jew. Yeah. And, uh, and in the early days of conference calls, you had to go through operators. Yeah, you did. And yeah. we yeah, had a, the law firm had its own operator, and she would set up the call and make that announcement to the room or whatever. We'll close yeah. with this. What was the name of the law firm and the Three Stooges? Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, I was hoping I Andy knew. knew. Oh. Uh, Andy, I'm going. I'm. I'll recognize it when you say it. Are you sure it's Three it's, Stooges it's, or Marx Brothers? Well, yeah. It's like uh, Dewey something and how. Dewey oh, cheat him. Yeah. Cheat him and how. Yeah. Dewey yeah. cheat him and how. <laughs> it was phenomenal. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Tom Bernard Show.